So I read the spoken meditation earlier. I'm wondering, for many of you, although that film is more than 20 years old now, that if you have seen the movie, I suspect some of those lines to many of you may have still seemed familiar, even if you haven't thought about it in going on two decades. Uh, Truly excellent writing is like that. It's meaningful, it's memorable, it sticks with you. And those words that I read, I, at least for myself, find particularly poetic, even mystical, gesturing in the same direction as the first source of our Unitarian Universalist tradition, direct experience of that transcending mystery and wonder, affirmed in all cultures, which moves, which moves us to a renewal of the spirit and an openness to the forces that create and uphold life. In this case, that sublime sense of awe and of interconnectedness comes from fly fishing. And although I am not an accomplished fisherman, much less an accomplished fly fisherman, I can relate to this sense of self-transcendent interconnectedness when in nature, especially near water. As I suspect can many of you, and as have a long line of prominent Unitarian Universalists from Emerson and Thoreau to today. In those closing lines from the film, the sentence that stands out to me most is the last one. I am haunted by waters. For the narrator, a palpable sense of his father and his brother lingers around waters, especially those certain rivers, the big Blackfoot River in Montana, where they fished often. But I don't think that he's primarily haunted by waters in a negative sense. I think that he means that he is haunted by waters in the sense of being preoccupied with waters, even obsessed with waters, particularly those deeply resonant waters of his childhood. Reflecting on this final line of A River Runs Through It reminds me of the opening line of Pat Conroy's 1986 novel, The Prince of Tides. It's a lot better than the movie, if you've only seen the movie. He writes that, Geography is my wound. It is also my anchorage, my port of call. I wonder how many of you that that's true of. Geography is my wound. It is also my anchorage, my port of call. Conroy is one of my favorite novelists, not because he's our most brilliant prose stylist, necessarily, but because he's a natural storyteller and because most of his stories revolve around the low country flavor that characterizes some of the best parts of my home state of South Carolina. And just as waters can haunt us, geography can wound us, leaving its mark on us, our accents, our proclivities, our perspectives, whether or not we say you or y'all. But Conroy is also right that geography can ground us. It can give us roots. It can resonate with us in a way that no other place can. And it gives us a place to which we can return. Geography can be our anchor, our port of call. Some people have said that the difference between being a a pilgrim and a tourist is whether you pass through a place or whether you let a place pass through you. Those places that that have wounded us, but that also are anchorages, our port of calls, they're the places that have passed through us, not through which we have merely passed. Bodies of water in particular are like anchors for me. The still waters of a lake compel me to sit and rest a while. 
The crashing of an ocean invites me to walk slowly along the shore. Even the simple artificial noise of a fountain contemplatively calls me to a present moment. If I'm going to sit down and read somewhere, I'm almost always drawn to pick that place that's nearest water. But that same water we should always remember that invites us to rest, and even this water that we will create a beautiful ritual from, that same water in too much abundance causes flood or tsunami, or in its absence causes a crop destroying droughts. Waters can in turn be haunting and comforting, anchoring and wounding. In just a few minutes, you'll be invited to come forward and pour just a small amount of water, just an ounce or two, from a body of water that is special to you into the bowl that's at the front of the sanctuary. You may also briefly share that water's significance to you. But please do be brief out of the respect for everyone gathered here so that as many people as possible who want to share have a chance to share. The tradition in many Unitarian Universalist congregations, including our own, is for each person to collect an ounce or two of water as, they, you, know, as you travel or just from, from near you each year. Now, some of you may not have known that tradition. Uh, I didn't know it before becoming a Unitarian Universalist uh, recently. So this may be new to you um, recently or just now. Don't worry. Uh, you're welcome to pour water from the pitcher and explain what this body of water, what body of water it symbolizes for you, what water it would be if you were able to bring it back or if TSA hadn't taken it from you. <laughs> so, you know, TSA stands for taking stuff away. I'm sure you all know that. Um, for me, the water that I will pour out symbolizes the water that washes up on the western shore of the Chesapeake Bay near the pier in North Beach, Maryland. In truth, I've always preferred the mountains to the beach, um, which is one of the many reasons I'm grateful to live in Frederick. However, for the past two years, when Megan and I lived a mile from the bay, those waters were comforting and compelling. I'm haunted by those waters, but in a good way. After running, biking, or walking past the bay so many times, those waters have passed through me. They continue to be a part of me. They are now part of my anchorage, my port of call. I invite you to come forward as you feel led and share briefly about a source of water that's been meaningful to you, especially in the past year.